the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, Fidel Curry Lee here. So can we all agree that mental health is okay to discuss and doesn't have to be so taboo? Life throws curveballs at us on a daily, and the least we can do is cater to the relationship that we have with ourselves. So catch a new episode of my podcast, Because Life, every Wednesday to hear me and a mental health professional go there as we dive deep, be vulnerable, probably cry, and definitely laugh to discuss issues we all battle that become part of our mental health journey. Look, I get it. Life is hard. Talking about it together can make it a little bit easier. Tune in every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight-up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Welcome back, bestie. Okay, I want you to put your phone down for a second. I know you're listening to this podcast, likely from your phone. Appreciate it. Love it. We love to see it. But put the phone down for a second. Get off Instagram. Get off TikTok. Get off Snapchat, Twitter, whatever the fuck. There's so many different apps these days. And let's just be present in this moment. Today's episode is all about social media and the unrealistic expectations and standards for success, beauty, what have you, that social media has set. And like, while social media is amazing, obviously I love it. Like, that's how most of you are even here is because I posted about having a podcast on my social media platforms. It also has this dark side that I feel like we don't talk about openly enough because, you know... Who wants people on social media to think that they don't love being on social media as much as we pretend to every time we post a picture? Today's guest is Victoria Garrick. She's absolutely amazing, an amazing person. She's a TED Talk speaker. She's a former D1 athlete, and she just has amazing insight. She has her own podcast called The Real Pod that's also on Dear Media, so make sure you go check that out. But she just has incredible advice for, you know, just owning your power, owning your shit. And being real about the things that affect you from social media and beyond. So if you've been trying to shed some of that, you know, extra shit that social media brings along with us and it's the new year and we're trying to start fresh and and be more confident, this is the place to be. Take your time, listen in, and hopefully you get something out of it. 
Welcome back to Relationship, everyone. We are here with the Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete, host of The Real Pod on Dear Media. You know the vibes. Like, you've been here before. You, you get it. You know what's <laughs> going on. TED Talk speaker. And honestly, like, can I say, are you comfortable with me saying, like, motivational speaker? Because I feel like you motivate a lot of people with a lot of shit. You know, I have... Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Um, on Welcome. the motivation note, the reason why maybe I don't always say motivational speaker is because when you think of those people, they're like, you can do it. Like, yeah. wake up and have the best life ever. And I feel like what makes me maybe inspiring to people is that I'm like, today is horrible and I feel like yeah. a failure and things are not great. Like, I never see myself standing on a stage and being like, I choose joy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Those people, first of all, like, do you need like a pair of grippy socks and like to be locked up? Because I feel like when you are trying to make everybody believe that your everything is perfect, like life is just perfect. For for instance, do you watch you? Yes. Netflix. Okay. Did you see the new season? I did. Okay. So you know when love is like at that women's retreat and the woman is like, I chose to wake up every day yes. and choose myself and da, da, da. And she's like, okay, so that's cute. But like, what about like the modern day woman? Like, how are we supposed to make it through life? We're just supposed to wake up and, and choose happiness yeah, every and, day. And to get super real with it, there's like so much privilege in like, I choose joy. Like what yeah. if you have a mental illness? What if you work three jobs? What if X, Y, Z? Like, you know, yes. that's where I, I would never feel authentic preaching some, and I always joke about this, um, kind of with some people in my life, like, cause I do public speaking, but I try to strike a balance where like, I'm not getting up there preaching mm -hmm. and I'm more being like, Hey, I'm going to reason with you and you're not alone in this type of thing. Because yeah. yeah, I just, you can't stand anywhere and tell someone really what to do with their life. At least I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, me neither. Me neither. I feel like it's just so unrealistic. Like even the people who, when you think about, like I'm Christian. So when you think about like pastors and when you think about motivational speakers and like people who get up on like this pedestal and everyone looks up to them to have the answers for everything, it's so not realistic. And they are just as fucked up as the rest of us. Like nobody's perfect. Everyone is like working through this experience every single day. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a, I always say it's like a rebellious act to be yourself, but it's also a rebellious act to to be able to wake up every day and try to make it through the day. I think we're all doing that. Definitely. I totally agree. And don't get me wrong. There are people who are brilliant at what they do and they do change lives. And I am inspired when I hear them speak and whatnot. However, like you said, you have to do what's authentic to you. And mm -hmm. for me, I love that it's okay for me to fail and that people don't expect me to have all the answers. It allows me to feel like I can wake up every day and be a human. <laughs> okay, guys, New Year's resolutions. Let's talk about them. All right. One of mine has been to start reading more books, but let me tell you, my attention span these days is so short when it comes to trying to flip through page after page of a book. It just gets to be, it's just too much. I'd rather scroll on my phone, you know, or listen to something which is why I am obsessed with Audible. 
Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. You can find the largest selection of audiobooks ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and more original entertainment from top celebrity creators and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts like Relationship. We're on there. And if you're listening to us on Audible, shout out to you. But to be real, you guys, I have been trying to finish The Alchemist and The Vanishing Half for far too long. I should have already been through with it. And when it comes to the physical book of it all, it just gets to be a little bit more complex. But when I can listen to something and really digest it wherever I am, it just feels better. I feel like I'm I'm actually accomplishing something and I can do other tasks while also getting an amazing book in. You can always find the perfect title for whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, or whatever you're feeling, whether it's comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, science fiction, or fitness and wellness. With everything you love to listen to all in one app, Audible is your playlist for life. And there are so many audiobooks to choose from, you guys. There's a fun fact that if you listen to every single title on Audible, you'd be listening for more than three centuries. So there's something for everyone. When I say something for everyone, I mean something for everyone for centuries to come, okay? Make sure you visit audible.com slash Cami or text Cami to 500-500. That's audible.com slash Cami or text Cami to 500-500. All right, you guys, let's get those resolutions kicking in, all right? It's like... Second week of January, third, what what day is it? Who even knows? Let's get back to the podcast. So how did you make the move? I mean, was it, I guess before when you were in sports and like in that entire life, how did you transition from that to what you're doing now? And, you know, if you don't know Victoria, I don't know why, like I see you on my TikTok all the time <laughs> and I love just the way that you have been able to encourage people and like pull the blinders off of the unrealistic expectations that like social media and the media in general set for us. So how did you make that transition or was it always something that like you were passionate about? It's funny for me to think about it because in high school, I was just a completely different person. I really thought, you know, I'm a hard worker. I'm an athlete. And if I count my calories, you know, I'll be happy and life will be great. And, you know, that just was not a realistic grasp on Mm -hmm. life. And so when I got to college, that's when really I started to struggle for the first time. Just, you know, being a division one athlete, there's so much pressure. And I found myself really lost and it definitely Mm. took a toll on my mental health. And so as I experienced body image issues and I've always, I feel like every, I don't want to generalize, but most women, you know, you look back on how you were as a kid and you're like, Oh, I used to do this and that, but everyone did it. And then you zoom out like, but that's like really fucked up. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I always had like disordered eating, but it really got bad in college. And then I became depressed Mm. and I was anxious And as I was kind of going through that and finally it was me, like I wasn't sitting at a school assembly and someone came in to talk about mental health and I was sitting in the back, like I'm a cool kid. I don't have to listen. I was actually knee deep in the trenches, like experiencing the stigma, feeling the shame. And Mm. I just have a very outgoing personality and I'm a talker and I studied journalism. So as my wheels turned and this clicked for me, and then as I began to get help and come out the other side, I thought we have to talk about this. And so that's kind of when I started to find my voice and being here today, honestly, yes, there was hard work and there was strategy and I thought things through, but 
really this happened naturally. Like the trajectory of my social media was something that happened over time. People like to Mm -hmm. associate me with the current boom of TikTokers. I did get on TikTok in 2020, like everyone did. And that was huge for me. But I was on social for like three years before, not with as big of a following, but, you know, hacking away at the ice sculpture. (laughs) My God, weren't we all? That algorithm, I swear. It's like going to keep me down bad for a long time. It's so hard. It's hard to be able to grow on social media. But what I've realized over the past few years is that the people who are growing now and like over the past two years are the people who are being authentically themselves because we have so, we're so oversaturated with bullshit all day. It's nice to be able to follow someone and they're like, Hey, I woke up today and I'm not feeling it. Like I'm not feeling my best, baddest self today. And I wasn't yesterday or the day before that. Like that's normal. Why can't we normalize that? Yeah. And to your point about being authentic, I really feel like that is everyone's power. Like the thing that gives you leverage and makes you different than other people is the fact that you are yourself. Like it is that simple. The things that you like, the way that you talk, the way that you have relationships with people, the things that you like, what you can visualize, all of that makes you unique. And that is powerful. And there are people that that will captivate. Yeah. I I think it's so cliche to say, and anytime someone hits me up or like DMs me and it's like, what's the secret? Like, how do I be confident? How do I, how do I like embrace myself? I'm like, you literally just have to realize that you are the only you that exists and stand in that. And that's a beautiful thing. Like, I think, I think also, I don't want to generalize either, but I feel like as women too, like I was having a conversation with someone about this last night. I feel like we're taught to humble ourselves, even when like, the compliments that we're getting and the accolades that we're getting are totally 1000% what we deserve. Like someone can come up to you and be like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. And you'd be like, oh my God, I didn't even put makeup on today. Like I'm, I'm not feeling my best today. Like I'm, I'm on period. Like, like there's always like, we're always interjecting some level of like just to discredit ourselves from just embracing what it is that we deserve to feel and hear. And I think a part of it is just like a woman thing. It's like we always have to, if we're if we're too confident, then it's like, oh, look at her. Like she's so full of herself. She's a bitch. She's like, but then when you're not confident at all, it's like, oh, what's up with her? Like, is she okay? Like, <laughs> she can't get it together. A hundred percent. I feel like I've been doing so much work recently to unlearn all of that like internalized misogyny and yes. to really check myself on my opinions of women, especially women I don't know. Like I'm literally watching Survivor with Max right now. We're like knee deep in old seasons and it's coming down to, you know, the, the final group. And I'm like, I don't want this girl to win. And I'm like, why don't I want her to win? And I'm like, yeah, because she's been like low key in the background, like doing nothing. And they've kind Mm. of carried her. And I'm like, or is that brilliant strategy? And if a man Mm -hmm. had done that, I would have been like, what a smart move by him. So I'm always trying to check myself on like, how am I thinking of other women and, and also myself. And like you said, like if someone says you look beautiful, it's okay to say thank you. But then that person might even be like, oh my God, I can't believe they accepted the compliment. So Honestly, I think it's just paving our own way and being like, I'm going to accept compliments. I'm going to not judge other women. And like, I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt. I'm going to, you know, I think also when I 
we bring up this topic, I think about competition. And I always mm. felt like I had to be better than everyone else. Like I had to be better than mm. them, prettier than them, cooler than them, especially like in high school. As I'm older now, I think about like, why? Why did I feel that way? Well, because in every single like cinematic thing we've watched or seen growing up, there are always two women who are competing. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. Rachel Berry and Quinn and Glee. There's every princess story. There's another woman who's not as pretty or who wants to be the fairest of them all. And we grow up just kind of feeling like we have to compete with each other, especially when it comes to our looks and our appearance and that that in turn is our worth and the most important thing about us. So as I've gotten older, I've just really tried to remember like there's room for everyone at the top. We don't have to compete with everyone. And just really unlearning the ways we've been conditioned to interact with each other as women. I mean, woof. Talk about real pot. That was the realest (laughs) shit I've heard in a minute. Because that's so true. Like we learn that from being children, watching cartoons, like, oh, this girl likes him and and this other girl likes him. So like, who's going to win him? Who's going to, who's going to win this person's heart? Who's going to get this job? Who's going to, you know, I love the movie Bride Wars. Like who's going to get the, the palace for their wedding in the springtime? Like there's always Oh my God, I literally love that movie. There's always something. And it's like, why can't we just exist? Because truly when we come together, we are so much more powerful. Like we're able to accomplish anything. Yeah. And I wish that, I wish that, and I feel like we're moving into a space where we can lean into that more. You know, for me, like as a woman of color, as a black woman, we also have that on top of, you know, being women competing for a space. It's like being a black woman competing for the same space. Only one of us can make it to the end of becoming America's Next Top Model. Like it's, there's always like that Mm -hmm. in the back of everyone's mind. And I hate it. And then on top of that, like this episode is all about social media and how the standard of beauty and success and so many different things have changed with the introduction of social media, which for me, I love social media. Like I think it's an amazing, powerful tool for networking, meeting people. That's how we met. Like that it's, it's great. It's also fucking awful. Like (laughs) it's also horrible because we're scrolling constantly every single day. Like how much time would you say you spend on your phone? It irks me to my core to <laughs> to even share this number. Before I even do, I want to preface that it is my job. So the way that people are on their computers or they're on phone calls, like is the way that I'm on my phone. And it's like eight hours a day. Oh, I think mine's like 11. And most of it's not work. 11. Am I even awake <laughs> 11 hours a day? Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I make myself awake to scroll through at least three hours of TikTok. Now that like obviously having a podcast, I've gotten way more into listening to podcasts too. So I feel like that contributes to the screen time, even though I feel like it shouldn't. Like, I feel like that's educational, even though I'm like listening to true crime shit. Yeah. And and on that (laughs) note, like the way that we use social media is powerful. And when you talk about Mm -hmm. social media, you know, increasing those feelings of, FOMO or I need to compare myself to others or I feel bad about my body or the way that I look. It's really powerful the way that we use social media. And if people sit back and they evaluate, like, what am I seeing on my feed and how does it make me feel? Like, does this make me feel good about myself? Does this inspire me? Does this make me feel powerful, inspired, or does it make me feel like I'm not good enough? Like I'm not pretty Mm. enough. Like I'm not popular enough. I'm not doing enough with my life because we can curate 
our feed. And I don't know why. Absolutely. I always make this joke. People feel like if they unfollow Kylie Jenner, it's like illegal. Like someone's going to come yeah. in the middle of the night and say, follow her. Like, you can't do that. No, that's you not going to happen. You unfollow Kylie? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Come with me. You come can- with me. Come to my office. <laughs> you can unfollow anyone that you want. And guess what? You can refollow them later. It's not permanent. And when I was really doing my own healing work, right? Get all a get all Zen for you. When I was on my healing journey, I had to block, unfollow, mute a lot of accounts to create an environment that like allowed me to, to heal and become the way that I wanted to be. Right. And so I unfollowed the Kardashians. I unfollowed the bikini accounts. That's what I needed at the time. Now Mm -hmm. it's completely different. Now I can follow Kylie Jenner and I don't have to look at her lips and her body and feel bad about mine. I love her style. I love stormy content. Who doesn't love stormy content? Uh, Love stormy. And it's different. So I just really want to encourage people who might be having currently a bad relationship with social media to sit back, kick your feet up, go through who you follow, make some cuts. Yeah. (laughs) To go even like a step deeper here, because there might be people thinking like, I don't want people to take this advice and think it's other people's fault the way that I feel. Because it is Mm -hmm. powerful to recognize that if you're triggered, like that's, That is your reaction is your responsibility. However, I do think there's something to be said about like, you know, allowing yourself an environment that's going to be healthy for you, but then also recognizing why does this trigger me? Does it trigger Mm -hmm. me? Because when I see her success, I feel bad about myself. Why can't I see her success and feel inspired? Right. So that's like all that work. Yeah. I remember when I first kind of got, I feel the same way as you career-wise, how you kind of just like fall into social media becoming a part of your life. Like, you know, people ask you a question, where'd you get those jeans? And next thing you know, you're you're posting like to know it's like, that's, that's how it happens. But I feel like when I first started, I would get so consumed with social media and posting and posting at the right times and posting multiple times a day. And like, it started to consume me so badly that it was literally making me sad. Like I felt like this emptiness and I was like, what? Eventually I just stopped. I was like, who am I posting this for? And sometimes you have to think about that. Like, I don't like to overthink the post because sometimes it's just a cute selfie. You just felt fucking cute. You don't have to justify it. You wanted to post it, post it. But if there's ever a time where I'm over posting or like it's not sponsored content. And I'm like, uh, I feel like I have to, I have to, because yes, it is my job. But at the same time, my peace is way more important than anything else. And I can't do my job successfully if I am so consumed with what other people think about the fact that I haven't posted a picture in 10 days. It's like, uh, cause I'm taking care of my mental health. I'm in therapy and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So don't worry about the feed because the internal is working. And here's the other thing. And I feel this on a spiritual level because I was the same way. So much validation needed from others. Why? Because, okay, obviously we have people's most beautiful woman. We have Maxim hot 100 list sports. Like we have all these things that have said like the Victoria's Secret fashion show. You know, I used to think like if you could get this amount of validation, like you you, you what? Okay. So then I tried to complete Mm -hmm. that sentence. There's really never an end to this race that we've been encouraged to run as women, that we will get to a certain level of skinny or pretty one day that, that what someone's going to crown you and say, like, we all agree you are the most beautiful. (laughs) 
you can rest now. No, if I talk about, if I ask everyone right now to think about the woman who, if they could be, look like that they're, they think their life would be made. Okay. You have that woman in your mind. Mm-hmm. There is someone out there. That's not it for them. They got yeah. someone else, which just goes to show that we're never going to get everyone to say, yep, you did it. You're amazing. You're done. You are never going to get that. So you have to give yourself the grace mm-hmm. of I'm enough for me because that's the only answer that matters and the only one you can actually get for your life, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but I talk to myself probably like 99% of the day. <laughs> um, the other 1% is podcasts talking to me and TikToks talking to me. But you talk to yourself the most throughout every single day. So why not say nice things to yourself? Like why not feed back into yourself positive things? Every once in a while, it's okay to be like, you did that, bitch. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, you you did that. I'm so proud of you for making it through that. Like, yeah, we cried today, but then this next day, like we actually, we cleaned our house. We, we did a load of laundry. That is, that is good. Like sometimes your, whatever is your best for that day is more than good enough and more than plenty. And like, just because you see other people on social media who, one thing that was driving me insane a few years ago was when the girls were posting their schedules for the day. And it was like 7 a.m. breakfast, 8 a.m. gym, 9 a.m. this meeting, 10 a.m. pedicure, 11 a.m. another meeting, 12, another meeting, another meeting, another meeting. And I'm like, how many meetings do you girls have? in a day. And it was making me feel like, am I not doing enough during my day? Because other people are posting their schedules. Like even when it comes to like linking outfits, like, of course, it's nice that people admire what you wear and like want to buy the same things as you. But there are some girls out there who are so good at posting that content and getting those links up and doing all the things and the swipe ups. And I love it for them. For me, it overwhelms me and I can't, I can't keep up with that. And I know that about myself and that's okay. Like you have to, when I, when I would look at, at, like you just said, like introspectively looking at what someone else is posting and like, why does that bother me? It's because I know that I'm, I'm not, I can't do that, but that's okay too, because I don't need to. Right. (laughs) It's that simple sometimes. And something that this brings up for me is this like need to have an answer or like judge or have a win or a loss, like especially coming Mm -hmm. from an athletic background. But honestly, anyone who is, is motivated in life, you want to like have definitives, but sometimes Mm. with who we are as people, like it's okay to, if you don't feel like you're the shit and that you can hype yourself up, but maybe we're tired of being like, talking negatively to ourselves, like you said, can we just be like, can we just have our thoughts be like, this is what I'm doing today. I'm not going to label it as good or bad. Like this is, this is just where I'm at today and have no judgment and just experience. And that's been something I've been trying to get better at because it's so easy for us to label and judge our experiences. Like, I can't believe I'm sad again. I'm crying too much or I shouldn't be this loud or just, can you be and try not to attach judgment? Hard, yeah, though. very hard. It super hard. I don't. What's your sign, Taurus? Ooh, I feel like I knew. What it does that mean? Sign. Tell me everything. I know nothing about. Oh astrology. my god. Well, I think Tauruses are great because they're the sister sign to Scorpio, which is what I am. But Tauruses are very, very like headstrong. Like they're, and it's a fixed sign. So it's like once you commit to something, like this is what I'm doing. But so am I. That is and so it true. can go one way or another. Like. 
if I'm committed to being feeling like shit, I'm going to feel like <laughs> shit all day. <laughs> and then the next day when I'm committed to like getting back in there and like doing something, I'm going to do that. So it's, it's a very, it's a fixed sign, but it's a good sign as far as like knowing what you want and like striving, striving for that and like going full speed ahead for that. Yeah, that's totally me. I'm one of my favorite quotes is like, make it happen. Just do make it. it happen. Do it. No, that makes so much sense. Have you ever been on a date and it's going well and then all of a sudden they drop a huge deal breaker like they don't vote or don't want kids? In those moments, I always think, wow, I wish I knew that. I wouldn't have put on pants. Well, thanks to the dating app OkCupid, daters may never be in that situation again. OkCupid finds people you're most compatible with. OkCupid is the only app where your opinions matter because you matter. Here's how it works. The OkCupid app learns what's important to you by asking you questions like, how long do you want your next relationship to last? Do you like scary movies? Do you enjoy discussing politics? Plus, so much more. Then the app's one-of-a-kind algorithm pairs you with people that care about what you care about, like puppies and reproductive rights. In fact, did you know OkCupid is the only dating app in the world that lets you filter out singles that don't care about the issues you care about, from climate change to being pro-choice to LGBTQ rights? That means no more wasted money, no more wasted time, and no more surprises. It's time to find your person. It really works. OkCupid is mentioned more times in the New York Times wedding section than any other dating app. Download the dating app OkCupid in the App Store today. P.S. It's free, so you have no excuses. All right, guys, let's get back to the podcast. We did a poll on our podcast Instagram, which if you're not following the at relationship account, I don't know what you're doing because this is where we do it's a all great of our account. I follow actions. it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we, we like to keep it cheeky. We like to keep it a little fun. Um, but we did a poll and we asked, have you ever deleted Instagram from your phone because it made you feel overwhelmed? 62% said yes. I know friends who delete Instagram from off their phone all the time because they're like, I literally can't. Either not just because of the content, but because you need to concentrate on something and you're like, okay, I have to study for this exam. I cannot be on social media right now. And that happens. I personally have never done it because for work, I don't feel like I can. I, like there have been times when I want to, but it's so, it's also just such an immediate like response to just click and, and scroll. Have you done it? I did delete Instagram when I was <laughs> severely depressed in college. I mm. uh, took my little moment to like rebel. It really was my existential crisis. And I, yeah, I, I deleted it. I didn't have a following or anything. So no one would have known or remember this. And I took just some time to be and like really pondered the bigger, deeper questions in life. And actually something that I thought about earlier as we were talking and it relates to now is like perspective. And mm -hmm. I think it's easy to think, oh my God, like no one cares. And I think when mm -hmm. I was going through my depression, that was my thought of like, you know, no one cares. And like, we're just making money to like have families to then like they make money and then die and like to look this way, you know, it's very dark. Or mm. you flip the exact same sentence on its head with a different attitude. No one cares. Yeah. Do whatever the hell you want. Live your life. Love who you want to love. Just who cares? I think yeah. it's so freeing. And like that was something I came across during my soul searching period. And it really has shaped 
how I, when I got back on social media, how I wanted to be on it. And that's kind of how hashtag real post and like my whole unfiltered thing started was I was like, it's toxic for me to be on here editing everything, pretending I live this, this life that I don't live. And I have these friends that I don't have. And I'm, I look this way and I'm happy when it's not real. So I got on and was just like, I am not going to filter. I'm not going to Photoshop and I'm not going to post unless it's true. And you know what? Maybe that means I don't have as many, as many posts, or maybe that means I don't post from the beach because I don't love any of the pictures yet, but we're going to get there. So it's powerful. And I think for anyone who does rejoin Instagram, like what did you learn on your off time? And can you make it different now that you're back? Because social media can really be a great place. You can meet people, Mm -hmm. you can learn things. The amount of experts in their field, psychologists, um, philosophers, like podcasters, fashion, you can find it all for free. I mean, it's amazing. If you choose to explore the lanes that are right for you, like I don't get anything toxic on Instagram because my algorithm is feeding me the positive shit that I engage with every day. They just give me more because they just want to keep you there. They don't care what you're looking at. Dogs, happy stuff or bikini accounts and diet culture. It's what you are going to consume. They're going to keep feeding you. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's so, so true. I, I love that because I'm the same way. Like if I'm scrolling through and I realize like, why am I still following this person? Eh, unfollow. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna make or break their life. But it is. It could help me with mine to just not have to see certain things, even if it's news. Like even if the news stresses you out, don't watch. Like it's great to be tuned in. I love being tapped into what's going on in the world. Sometimes I like to tap the fuck out because it's too much, and that's okay too. Preach. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next one that we asked was, do you feel that social media promotes unrealistic beauty standards? 97% said yes. And I remember seeing a TikTok that you did. I think about like 19 million views. The one of you using a filter that was on your face and body, which I don't even think I knew that you could do a body video filter. Like, first of all, where they do that at? Just in case people, you know, want to try it out. No. Because I'm, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm for the filters. I like filters, but I think at the same time, we have to acknowledge why are we using them? Is it making us feel badly about the way that we actually look in real life? Like, how is it affecting your mind? How is it affecting your body? Like, how is it affecting your self-perception? And, you know, some filters are fun, some are cute, but then also like who you are is even better because that's, that's who you are. I don't know. I definitely agree. And to your point on like, first of all, yes, there are unrealistic beauty standards promoted on social media. That's obvious. And also everyone has a right to do what they want, right? We don't want to shame people mm-hmm. who use filters or who who want to do those things. I agree with everything you said and transparency. If you're using filters, can you write hashtag filter? Can you yeah. just signal to people that what they're seeing isn't real? Because what happens is not only is there an unrealistic beauty standard in society, but online, we are then taking, so women who have plastic surgery, pay for chefs, have the best glam artists, hair outfits in the world. So already so unattainable for the masses. And then they Mm. Photoshop that image to Mm -hmm. a body that even they don't have in real life. And then we see that and it's, it's so unattainable. So I think transparency is key because then, you know, you can recognize what you're seeing and really have a realistic point of view before you compare. 
Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but when I even post, say I post like a bad bitch photo on Instagram, right? I do not post in real time. So when I tell you that I look a hot ass mess when I'm posting that, I don't look nothing like that picture when I'm posting that picture, period. So like, even when I, like, when people are like, oh, like, I want to look like you. I want your body. I want, I'm like, girl, I don't even have that right now. Like I just ate a pint of ice cream. I'm lactose intolerant and I'm bloated for five days. And now I have a giant cystic pimple on my chin and I don't like, it's not, it's not realistic. I think that's the other thing about social media that a lot of people have to recognize is that majority of what you're seeing is curated. Like we are, Instagrams are our highlight reels. I always say that like life is a catfish. Like people are just showing you the best versions of themselves all the time because that's what they think people want to see. But also having that other side of it, where I think is why people can relate to you so much and me is getting on social media and talking about your bad days and talking about like the times when you don't feel beautiful and, you know, be ownership in that is real too. And just as beautiful, if not more, because it's authentic. And I want to dive into comparison because, you know, you just mentioned everyone posts a highlight reel. So it's very easy to compare and not feel good enough in all the ways. And something that really opened my eyes is recognizing that when we compare the content we have from someone else is, like you said, curated. It's put on their social media. It's what they have deemed like the best moments of their life that they want to share. So that's what Mm -hmm. we're comparing to. Now, what are we comparing from ourselves? Well, we are ourselves. So we know how we know the nitty gritty, where the hair grows by our belly button, how we look when we pee. Like we know everything (laughs) that we hate. We see us as naked mole rats in the shower. And we take that visual and we compare that with the highlight reel from someone else. So I always remind people when it comes to comparison, it's not even equal playing field. Like, because you don't even know what the deep, dark, ugly is of someone else. Mm -hmm. And you just have to remember that when you compare, it is not apples to apples. And, you know, that always helps me because I'm reminding that this person's a human. They have all the things that I have. I just don't see it. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. No, that's so true. Because you don't see their naked mole rat in the shower. No. You only see yours. <laughs> you only see yours. That's such a good, that's so smart. Because like you would think that like half of these people that you follow, like they never take a shit. They never feel bloated. They never, like they never, Kim Kardashian never has a bad You day. know what blows my mind about the pooping thing is everyone does that. And it's like, mm-hmm. also, you know what else blows my mind is sleeping. Like these people, Beyonce goes to bed at night and sleeps. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. (laughs) She levitates to the skies and then she comes back down as an angel reborn every day. Literally. Like, why is that the visual though? (laughs) Yes, because it's true. So we asked everyone, um, how does social media make you feel? And we got a ton of different responses. Someone said anxious and overwhelmed. Someone said, like, I'm not doing enough to keep my shit together. Someone said, it always makes me feel like I'm missing out or supposed to be more. It makes me feel like I'm not progressing in life. Very overwhelmed at times. I get caught up in everyone's life and sometimes forget to live my own. People only show the good parts of life, setting unrealistic expectations for others. Makes me feel distracted. It makes me feel below average. Makes me feel less than. Someone said it. Honestly, it makes me feel so fucking drained. Facts. (laughs) Same sometimes. Same. Someone said, it makes me feel ugly, but remember it's all filters and angles. Keep your mindset right and you'll be okay. I love that. Someone said, it makes me feel extremely visible yet invisible. 
which I think is very, I think that goes back to what you were saying of like, nobody cares. But then flipping that on its head to nobody cares. Do what you want to fucking do. Like live your life. We only have one life to live. But a lot of people said different things about frustrated with my life, addicted to self-hate, um, overloaded, annoyed, disconnected at times. Everyone, and that's the thing. It's like someone said inadequate. Like everybody feels the same way. And I think that if we all just came to that realization that like, I'm sure if you asked the top social media influencer, I'm sure if you asked Ariana Grande, I don't know if she's even the one who has like the most followers right now. Who has, who, who knows? Who cares? If you asked anyone with like a huge, huge following how social media makes them feel, I think everyone would have the same response. Everyone would say the same thing. Like it makes me feel drained at times. It makes me feel this at times. And it's just about as easy sometimes as just like swiping off and going to do something in your real life that makes you feel good and feel like actually pours into you because social media can take a lot out of everyone. I, and I love doing that, putting the phone down, going to dinner without it. Like I try to test myself by like leaving it behind. Although literally the other day, I like, go on a walk without my phone. I have like five missed calls from my mom. I'm like, oh, mom, I'm oh on a walk, you know, because now we've become accustomed to always being able to contact people. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you can put your phone down and like really go outside and, and make eye contact with other human beings and smile at them and like, it is so refreshing. And, you know, it does hurt my heart to hear all the, you know, sad ways that social media makes people feel because I do think we have the power to find the good in it, but it does Mm -hmm. take effort because people are going to feed you what's easy and entertaining. And that's not always the most healthy, but if we can sit back, make those cuts, start following accounts and people that make us feel good, following hashtags like, you know, self-love or hashtags like, no filter and just starting to see people all over the world who are posting things that are relatable and that are uplifting and that are comforting. I mean, it can really be a great place. So how we use it, I think is powerful. And that's really the takeaway. Yeah. I think do an audit. Like if you're listening to this and you're feeling this way, do an audit, like literally go through all of the people that you're following. It's fun. Get a glass of wine, kick the heels up, make some freaking cuts. Yes. Make some cuts. Everybody can't make the team. Okay. And you (laughs) need need your starting lineup. You need your starting lineup and you need the people who are going to pump you up and make you feel good. Like that you deserve to feel good. Why do you deserve to feel overwhelmed and drained and and inadequate from people who you're never going to meet in real life? And honestly, sometimes when you meet those people in real life, you realize that you're not missing out. So just <laughs> take that audit. Do that Me audit. in LA, okay? just keeping a zip on my mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> same, same, but not obviously. Okay, somebody wrote in and they said, Hi, Cammy. this podcast came at the perfect time. I lost 100 pounds and I'm very proud of my accomplishment, but still struggle with comparing myself and has caused me to feel insecure lately. Can you give me some advice as to help boost my confidence? So, I mean, obviously this is, through social media. She's probably posting photos of herself and this huge accomplishment. Like if you are looking to take control of your health and and lose weight, and that is what makes you feel more confident, proud of you for doing that. But obviously 
in a place like social media, when you have so many different bodies to stare at all day, I feel like I'm bombarded with bodies sometimes. Like even the fashion accounts that I I follow, I'm like, I don't want to see this all the time. Like, I don't want to see <laughs> some of these images sometimes, but we're we're so consumed with it. What is your advice for that? Well, this is this has a lot to it because society, you know, glorifies weight loss and really convinces us to believe that like the thinner and the lighter that we are, the happier we are, the healthier we are, you know, when really you could be healthy at any size. So I think it sounds like this person has done this thing that society has told them, you know, if you lose weight, you will be happy and you will not be insecure. And if you can fit into these jeans, you know, congrats. And they're now sitting here in this new body realizing, hey, maybe the problem is deeper and it's really never been about the body, but it's about how I talk to myself or my self-worth. And, um, you know, I think about that all the time when people look back at photos of, oh, I used to look so skinny here. I used to look so good here. Like that's your proof. It's really never been about your body because at that time you didn't even like your body. So Mm -hmm. I would, you know, encourage this person and anyone listening to really try to journey inwards, you know, away from the scale, away from numbers and, and the pictures and the sizes and really think about like, how can I feel most fulfilled and satisfied by being me? You know, and I think even detaching from this idea that our appearance has such worth has been powerful for me. You know, I really don't let, I haven't weighed myself in three years. You know, I just don't let the external dictate how I value who I am. And it's hard and it takes work, but I just hope that maybe sparks some thought, you know, and then this person can, can let that guide them wherever they see fit. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I think the theme of this entire episode is is very clear to me. And I, it was something that I woke up thinking about this morning is like comparison is the thief of joy, truly. And the longer you compare yourself to who you used to be or other people, like even comparing yourself to your past self, like when you look at pictures of yourself from high school or like middle school, when you're thinking probably then like, oh, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, I'm so this, I'm so that you realize that that that's crazy talk like that's crazy talk and and comparing yourself to your future self is also detrimental because then you're not living in the moment of who you are right now and comparing yourself to other people is obviously not the way that you want to go because you're comparing yourself to their highlight reels too and also questioning why do we believe the things we believe right exactly mm-hmm. that and then as women like like we've been talking about we've been conditioned to compete like why is why is fat bad? Why is not mm-hmm. being pretty bad? Like why wh- who has told us as women we have to be these things and that if we're not then what? You know, like right. you said, who is you said who's the person that is and you can't think, you know. So I really feel like it's and then it's powerful because sometimes you can feel lost when you're like, "Oh, I don't know what to do and and I don't like myself and I don't this and that." But then when you take that like feminist, like badass like no one's going to tell me, no one's to put me in a box, tell me like what mm-hmm. to do, how my permission to be great. I am great. I am already powerful. I don't need someone else to empower me. You know, I think it's, it can be powerful to take that mindset sometimes too. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. I think if you're listening to this today, I want you to give yourself a compliment because I think we don't do that enough. Like give yourself a compliment, but then when you go out into the world, give somebody else one too. And just see how that, how that feels. Because I love the feeling of when I compliment someone and it's like the 
probably the first compliment that they've heard in a long time. And it makes them feel really, really good. And pouring back into other people is also an act of self-work for yourself because we all need it. Like we all need it. And if you haven't figured anything out from this episode, it's that we're all going through it. Like everyone's going through it. I'm going through it. Victoria, I'm sure you're going through it. We're we're always, always, we're always going through it at different levels of severity. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's not anyone who's like worse off than the other. Everyone is in their own little bubble and everyone is dealing with their own trauma and issues and succeeding at different rates. But the support is what we need. And for them to follow people like you, tell them where they can find you. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been a blast. Thank you for having me. If you guys like podcasts, you can also check out mine called Real Pod. It's also on Dear Media Network. And my Instagram is Victoria Garrick. And from there, you really find everything these days, I think. Thank you so much for coming. And thank you for bestowing your wisdom on all of us. I feel like I'm, I don't know. Maybe I won't use filters anymore. Oh. <laughs> one like, step I'm at kidding. a time. One step at a time. I'm kidding. A little, let's take baby steps, okay? Baby steps. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.